This is the River Radius, a cultural nexus of rivers, people, and boats. I am your host, Sam Carter. Welcome. You know, it, it, there's a little bit to it. I mean, I, I had a kind of a precursor to it. Uh, the ranger that, that was at the bottom of the rapids was the same ranger that caught me with some dinosaur bone while, I don't know, like a year earlier. So it was like, uh, oh yeah, this was, it was pretty crazy, man. I thought they were going to kill me. We all get to choose how we engage with a river. This is a story of a person who skipped jail, poached a stretch of river, and hunted dinosaur bones all on his way home. This fall, I was out boating in the depths of a river canyon, and my friend Flyoff told a story about a guy who went down the Colorado River without the permits needed, got chased down by the river ranger, and maybe even tased in the water. As stories go, it was some reality and some conjecture. I called the Westwater River Ranger and then hunted down the infamous guy and asked him what really happened. He told me. It would be easy for me to say that this guy has a different river life than I do. Today, right now, it seems like the similarities among us as humans are more important than the differences. This guy loves rivers, and so do I. This is your 2020 River Story. Welcome to Freedom River. Hi, Sam. This is Patrick. How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? All right. Not too bad today. Cool. Thanks for calling back. Yeah, you bet. So, <laughs> so here's what's going on. Um, yeah. I've got a podcast. You know, I'm a big fan of rivers. I love rivers. I'm building this podcast into kind of my deal in life. I was on a river trip recently with some friends out of Moab, and my friend was just telling me about time that her friend was hanging out at the ramp at Westwater and some guy went by who was kind of poaching a trip and all this and it just be, it was just this really interesting story and my thought is I'd love to turn this into a show kind of like a show around the idea of I don't know freedom and how the river is that and like what your pursuit was that day and you know just kind of make it into a cool story especially right now man this shit's all weird in the world and I think there's sometimes it's good good for people to hear a good story. You're telling me. Are you cool with, I mean, it seems like you're cool doing an interview and having a show made about this. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be cool with it. So I'm going to, I'm recording then. Uh, are we rolling? Yeah, I am good to go. We're rolling. So would you actually start off, would you tell me, would you Would you tell me your name? Patrick Bertel. And you go by Pat or Patrick? Uh, actually, Rich, that's what mom calls me anyway. And where do you live? I live in Oklahoma City now. And where did you grow up? I was born and raised in Moab, Utah. Yeah, so, man, tell me the story from the beginning about what you were supposed to do that day and what you decided to do that day and what happens over the next few days. Yeah, I was going to Grand Junction. A friend of mine gave me a ride over there. I was supposed to turn myself in and go to jail. So I brought my kayak with me and said, you know, I was like, I'll just kayak back to Moab. I don't know. I'm not going to hitchhike or nothing. It's like, and who knows when they're going to let me out. So I was going to stash the kayak on the riverbank and just go down the river when I got out of jail. You know what I mean? 
as it is, uh, kind of said, no, don't think I want to go to jail today. <laughs> and just paddled on by and went on down the river. I got, I guess, to the ranger station, like, it was like a day later. I mean, it took a little while to get from uh, Clifton to the ranger station. And as I was going by, they, you know, hey, stop, stop, you got no permit. And I, you know, I didn't, I've never had a permit, never bothered with a permit. I'm not going to pay to go down the river that I was raised a stone's throw from. So, uh, you know, I just kept on going. You got dropped off in Grand Junction to go to jail? Is that what you said? Yeah, Clifton. Clifton. So you started, you you just slid into the water up there in Clifton. Yeah, I put the boat right in the water at Clifton, I did. And how many nights were you on the river? Uh, I think I spent two nights. Did you have any gear with you, sleeping bag, that kind of stuff? Oh, no. A life jacket was all I had. And a bottle of water. (laughs) You know, I I was paddling down the river at night for a little while, and and these beavers kept coming up Lapping the water like right next to me with their tail. <laughs> so yeah, I got out of the water. I just got right on the bank. You know what I mean? You know every every boat I'd come to, every other boat I'd be like, hey, I'm counting on the kindness of strangers to get me down this river today. You got any beer or water or anything to drink there? And they all tossed me something, man, one way or another. Everybody I asked tossed me something, water, beer, something. Yeah, food. A couple of them fed me. One night they say, hey, come on, we got a good camp going, a good camp dinner going. You know, uh, Dutch oven dinner. It was yummy as could be, you know. Mm. Just some kind of stew. I mean, it was like a beef stew type of thing. It was damn yummy, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you were supposed to go to jail. Do you, you had a warrant out on you in the state of Colorado? I did. And Utah. The same warrant or two different warrants? Two different warrants. And were you expecting to stay in jail for several days, weeks, months on this trip? Uh, I was uh, kind of expecting... Actually, I I thought they would uh, OR me, give me a a home recognizance release, you know what I mean? It would have been a couple of days, maybe. But there's no saying when you go to jail, it could be... Whatever they want to do, you know what I mean. And so you just you just said no thanks, not today, going down the river. Yeah, well, I don't I don't feel like it. It's a nice day. I'm just gonna keep going. You know what I mean? I don't know, yeah. Were you hiding in the willows at any point on the river to like evade the the rangers? I mean, I wasn't hiding. I mean, I stopped a few times here and there just to you know see what was going on, or, or maybe look for some dinosaur bone or something. Mm-hmm. But I. I didn't, uh, I wasn't hiding. (laughs) Jack's Plastic Welding is proud to support the River Radius podcast. While Jack's Plastic does not condone poaching river trips, they absolutely enjoy a good story. Jack's Plastic Welding is home of the original Paco Pad, and Paco Pads are where a lot of good stories begin and end. The Paco Pad is named after, yes, Paco, and Paco is Jack's nickname. Paco built the first Paco Pad around 1981. From the beginning, all Paco Pads and all of Jack's Plastic Gear has been hand-built in the United States. Starting this November 1st, Jack's Plastic will have their year-end sale. All Paco Pads, dry bags, boats will be 10% off between November 1st and December 23rd. 
The sale is accessible via direct online purchases from Jack's Plastic and from most retail shops that carry Jack's Plastic gear. Find them on the web at www.jpwinc.com. That is www.jpwinc.com. Do you recall a ranger, like a, not a law enforcement ranger, but the river ranger that came through the rapids with you? Yes. Can you talk about that interaction? You know, they were cool. They were like, hey, look, if you're going to do this, put on this helmet, and here's a better life jacket, and, you know, handed me all this stuff. I had a life jacket. It's not like that. You know, I know better than to go down the river without a life jacket on it. So they pretty well figured I wasn't going to get through there and up, uh, upright, you know what I mean? But it was a two-man kayak and a wide open, no skirt or nothing. So, yeah, I got through that first set of rapids and kind of, yeah, had to float through the rest. Those two rangers that, uh, you know, got me out of the water, they were they were right on there. They, they made it much safer, I think. Did you did you tip over in the rapids? Yeah. Yeah, right, off, right at that first rapid. What is it, skull maybe? And then floated through the room of doom and the other one there below it. And did you climb in the raft with the ranger? Yes, I did at some point. And then, and then what you from there you climb in the rapid you climb in the raft with the ranger, and then is that you float the rest of the way until you see the um, the law enforcement rangers coming upriver? Is that right? Got to the bottom and uh, there's DNR ranger, and you know they, you know, come on aboard, you know, you come down without a permit, and ranger says, hey, you look familiar. Well, yeah, you know, caught me with the dinosaur bone a little while back. He pulled out the handcuffs, and I kind of slipped and fell back in the water. Whereupon he pulled out his taser and pointed it at me. I said, hey, I give up. Just don't shoot me. I, I just made it through Westwater Rapids alive. I don't want to die getting shot by a taser in the water. Got on the boat, and, and they handcuffed, leg cuffed, every kind of cuffs you can take of right to the boat. Got to the bank, they hauled me in. Yeah, I didn't do nothing wrong enough to go to jail for it. But had a warrant, too, besides that, so I guess I did. Anyway, it was one crazy trip, to be honest. It really was. It was pretty crazy. So they did take you to jail? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know that I was ever actually charged with, you know, going down the river without a permit. You know, the reason I went to jail was for a warrant that I had already. So at the same time, I was I was out on a federal release from the dinosaur bone thing. You know, they had let me out kind of on an OR type of deal, but, but it was supervised. It was supposed to be supervised, and I just never got the chance to even meet the supervisor. So I went to jail first. Can you talk about the dinosaur bone thing? I heard that from the the river ranger that he that you guys had a conversation. So, tell me about dinosaur bones and what you do with them and how you find them. At some point, I used to I used to sell it. You know, I mean, I really did get like a buck a pound for junk bone, and I don't know, like ten bucks a pound for real good bone. You know what I mean? Bright red, shiny stuff. But uh, you know, I hadn't sold any. Man, probably 10 years. No big binders anymore. You know what I mean? But I cut it into slabs and, and make jewelry and knife handles and stuff. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool hobby I had, I guess. 
they definitely don't want me doing that anymore. How do you find a dinosaur bone? <laughs> uh, we've just kind of been trained since we were kids. I mean, my grandmother take me out, and my grandmother and grandfather take me out. You know, arrowhead and bone hunting and whatnot. And I mean, from Jesus, since I could walk, I've been finding that stuff. We're looking for it, or nowhere to look for it, and just always been a part of life. I always thought it was not a problem with any kind of So they hemmed me up for it. <clears throat> what was the market like for dinosaur bones? Like, who's buying dinosaur bones? Were you selling a lot of them? Uh, back then, it was a couple others in town. Yeah, the guy with the shop right there in the edge of town, he used to buy it about 10 years ago or so. He don't anymore. None of them do anymore. He says he's got it. He gets all his off of private property now, so can't really get in trouble for it again. Could you make a living off of selling dinosaur bones? At, at some point, I kind of was making a living off of selling dinosaur bones. And this junk bone, I mean, I was getting about a pound for it. I was buying 80, 100 pounds a each day. When you were a kid growing up in Moab, had, had you been down Westwater before? You know, not Westwater. But I've been down, I've been down the river a lot. I mean, I went on the day trip all the time and all I went down to Cataract the time of two, and I went down to Grand Canyon the time of two. You know, a professional trip. I was swamping for uh, tag-long tours is what I was doing. Here's what I want to ask you about. You grow up next to the Colorado River, awesome place. You're, you're kind of a little river rat kid, you know, it sounds like. You've been on some river trips as an adult. You have a kayak, and you're supposed to go to jail. Your buddy drops you off to go to jail, and you say, you know, forget it. I'm just going home. And you slide in the river with your kayak. You go down. All this. Tell me. That's right. Tell me about like your feelings about a river. This river, like just like your relationship and your kind of like your thoughts around the river and what that what that represents in your life. Yeah, it's like a part of me, man. It's kind of like my blood. I mean, it's always been there, and I've always been by it until now. You know what I mean? It's just a part of me. There's no. It's the most beautiful place on earth, and I just, I love it. You know, there's no, I can't even really put into words how, how much it means to me, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, like my blood. <laughs> I swam it when I was six, I swam across it. Half a mile wide right there it was. <laughs> I'm thinking about calling this show. <laughs> I'm thinking about calling this show Freedom River. Yeah. Does that ring true for you? Man, yeah, you betcha. And I really, you know, I, I have a problem with paying to go down that river. I mean, I really have a problem with paying. I don't think it's right that you should have to pay any kind of thing to go down that river. Would you do it again? Absolutely. You wouldn't turn yourself in, you'd just do the same thing. I, w- I wouldn't hesitate. I'd go right down it again. Man, it was one of the funnest trips I ever had until I got down to the bottom of the rapids. I gotta say that. It was, it was, I really enjoyed myself. It was just naturally beautiful in every way. This show was edited and produced by me, Sam Carter. 
All music is written and produced by Diabolical Sound Platoon. A home Riverside thanks goes out to Patrick Rick Birchall for joining the show and telling his story. We are always looking for new leads on great show topics and river culture. You can reach us by email. Hello at theriverradius.com. Thanks so much for joining The River Radius. Man, that '84. That's when the river was over the over the roads. I remember that. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a part of me, man. It's kind of like my blood. Uh, you know, I just kept on going. Hey, keep on doing what you're doing, man. Right on. <laughs>